Welcome to Lainey Loves to Talk, where I chat about the shit that goes on in my journey as a digital entrepreneur. HR, can we just stop? This is going to be one of those difficult podcasts to make. It's either going to upset a few people or upset me. (laughs) It's either or. I have a bone to pick with those that are responsible for hiring within a company. So HR or whatever that person has been designated as. This is a podcast for those people. The ones who have a company that is pretty much all white or with one or two people of color or who identify as BIPOC. This podcast is for you. Stop dropping the ball. Stop dropping the ball when a person of color applies to your company. Stop dropping the ball when you contact a person of color to possibly join your team and you screw up their application and everything goes wrong. You're embarrassed, but that person ends up without a job. I am fatigued with this issue. I read a lot about how companies are trying to say, well, we don't have the talent pool to access when it comes to people of color joining our team, or they just don't know how to reach us. No, I absolutely do not believe that. I think people of color have been applying to so many companies, big and small, and they always end up on the outside because of one particular character that ends up being an obstruction to the progress of a certain company. A lot of HR people are making some bad choices for good companies. That person becomes an obstruction when companies are trying to change the policy with diversity and inclusion. That one person always manages to interfere and just F up. Think Barry Jenkins, Moonlight, Oscars, La La Land. That whole scenario when that went down where somehow the person who opened up the envelope read the wrong name and called out the name of the film he wanted to win when the mistake was realized on stage moonlight was actually the film that won it made it seem as though it was moonlight's fault for actually winning or taking the award away from la la land when la la land never had it in the first place For black people, this Oscar gaffe, gaffu, whatever people call it, gaffe, snafu, that's the word. (laughs) That Oscar snafu. So many black people resonated with that snafu. They're just like, yeah, that's just Caucasian people being Caucasian. That's just people behaving the way that they always behave when it comes to something that's precious to a person of color, be it the work or time or whatever is of value to that person of color, guaranteed somebody that's external and is not part of the culture will mess it up. It's the gatekeepers. It's the gatekeepers who should never have been given a key in the first place to the kingdom. And it's also part of the passive racism that keeps coming up more and more since the last couple of years that this is this is the passive racism that we're talking about this is the unconscious bias this is even the conscious bias when gatekeepers are losing the keys to the gate or 
messing it up so that other people can't get through the gates because of their ineptitudes. Like right now, I feel like our hands are tied. As a woman of color, as a black woman, I feel like my hands are tied because I am at the mercy of so many different factors that are not of my making or of my doing. I've mentioned in the past some of these factors I would love to change, but most of them I can do nothing about. But when it comes to things like my work or my time or my money, I really, really hate when people mess up or try to interfere with either of those things. I'll give you some context. I've been very candid about my journey as a digital entrepreneur, navigating through tech spaces and spaces as a woman of color that were not open to me in the past, but have become more accessible. So I made my profile public on LinkedIn saying that I am open to opportunities if there are opportunities available. And within 24 hours, I was contacted by recruiters. Now, one recruiter I had been in touch with prior to the pandemic, and we were in active talks about opportunities at this particular company. And then there was like a hiring freeze when the pandemic occurred, and it was like basically two years ago. So this person said, hey, Lainey, remember me? I'm from a couple of years ago, still working for the same company, and there are tons of jobs that are available. Let's have a chat. Send me some times that you're available to sort of discuss what options you're interested in. So within 12 hours of that email, I responded with about seven time options that we could discuss and have a chat and left it at that. Didn't hear back from that person for days. So I'm pretty proactive because it's, you know, sometimes things slip people's mind sometimes an email gets lost. I don't know. You just have to take it out of your headspace and say, okay, maybe they didn't get the message. So I just resent the message. And she responded back saying, okay, well, the remainder of the times that are available are, they don't work for me. So how about this time? Are you available on this date at this time? And so I responded saying, yes, I accepted the invite. The day came where we were supposed to have the chat and nothing. No call, no email, nothing. So I sent her a quick message and I said, hey, are we still on for today? And she responded right away with an excuse, which she might think is actually a unique thing with like, okay, I'm just gonna give them an excuse about tech, but because everybody does this, it's actually the default to hiding their incompetence. It's the default lie that always occurs that just as a freelancer, you know, you all, you know, when people are lying to you, you learn to take some of them on the chin and some of them you take a little bit more personally because it's just a waste of energy and time to tell some story that, you know what, I, I effed up, I'm sorry. But no, instead it's, oh, I'm on the phone with tech and I can't take a call anymore. So let's move this to the next day. Are you available between this time and this time? And as somebody who's been experienced with people who constantly are moving the times that they've scheduled to meet with you and have canceled at the last minute, it's very clear it's that they're not interested. But you play the game because you don't want to be the one responsible for ending this. You don't want to be the one that they're like, well, she wasn't available. I tried to get to her, but no. You don't want to be the excuse or the reason that they have dropped the ball. So you go along with it, even though you know how this is going to result. And as a Black woman, you try really hard to not come across as being difficult 
or complicated, even if you are disappointed by the fact that they're mismanaging your time. It's like this feeling you want to demonstrate that this transaction could be super easy, that it's easy to work with me, that as a woman of color, all those stereotypes that are out there, they're actually not true. So you overcompensate by being extremely patient with people who are not reciprocating that same patience. Back to my story. So I rescheduled for the following day. What do you think happened? Nothing. Ghosted. Once again. So now I'm in this position where it looks like I am chasing this woman, that I'm the one that's being problematic by constantly contacting her when she's actually the one that initiated the contact and then is behaving like this, dropping the ball. This happens so often, I cannot tell you. I cannot tell you how many HR people drop the ball when it comes to black women applying for jobs or women of color applying for jobs. And it's not just Caucasian HR folks, it's male, female, of many different backgrounds and nationalities. But when it comes to black women, their application is either lost or compromised because some error occurred. It always ends up the same way. And it's the reason why I think we have to start with removing a lot of HR people who claim to be graduates of whatever HR program or the certification in diversity and inclusion, because as living on this earth as long as I have through the lens of a black woman in business, in arts, in tech, in so many different fields, the result is usually the same. So people responsible for hiring, get your together, get it together. We are tired of always having to deal with your F-ups. This is not a me problem. This is not my black female friends problems. They have to fix your errors, your mistakes all the time. They're always having to be on top of everything. They're accused of not sending an email with an attachment, and then they end up going back and checking to see if they sent that attachment or not, rather than saying, no, you have the attachment, you just didn't read the email properly. It's this constant having to triple check the work of others. When I'm not even part of this game, I'm not even part of your company, you approach me and you have the audacity, the audacity to waste my time by making all these appointments and not showing up by losing documentation that was sent to you in triplicate by you making a bunch of demands. And if I make one request, it's no, your application is no longer being considered. Your portfolio is no longer in the running. This is constant. And it is something that I have tried to wrap my head around, but it's something that's ingrained in culture. It's giving Mammy's stereotype. And if you don't know what that is, you can Google it. I lived in Switzerland for years and with application processes, you have to submit your photo along with the actual application. And for many people, this was very discouraging because the Swiss are notoriously right-wingy with many, many things, especially when it comes to people of color working for a Swiss organization or for a non-Swiss organization. They have very outdated practices when it comes to the hiring process. And so every application 
and this is also included in Germany as well, but you have to submit your photograph along with your application. Otherwise the application is considered incomplete. So what happens is that people are not even getting in the door because either their picture displays their ethnicity or their name is an indicator of where they come from. And that practice, they've been trying to slowly change it because it is so politely ignorant. It's so racist and so discriminatory in its process that they're trying to eliminate it. In North America, the beauty was always just, you know, submit your application into a position and it would essentially be anonymous. But now that we have Google Images and LinkedIn and there's just so much personal information that is being displayed that it's hindering people of color, BIPOC, people of certain religions, people of certain ethnicities from getting through the door. If you are in business or if you're an HR person or if you are non-BIPOC, I'd love for you to think about the amount of times you've dropped the ball and that has affected other people. Think about it. Think about your actions as a person. Are you being considerate of the time that you are wasting or are you messing up an opportunity for someone else because of your incompetence? HR people, I think you need to sit back and ask yourself these questions ask, okay, let me look at this company. They said, okay, we want to have more people of color. Let me look around. Okay, there are no people of color here. Wait, I'm responsible for submitting applications. Oh, but we want to make sure we hire the best people. Don't lie. We all know you are looking through Google, through LinkedIn to see what that person looks like. And then when you find out what that person looks like based on whatever internal biases you have or repressed bias you have towards a certain culture, are you dropping the ball? Do you say, okay, you know what? I'm going to look at this application a little bit later. Are you triple checking that person of color's references because, I don't know, it feels a little bit fishy to you? Are you like comparing the degree that they got versus the degree that you have? Does that make you feel uncomfortable? Are you feeling insecure? Does that make you not want to deal with that person because you think they might be, I don't know, arrogant or a little bit obnoxious or difficult to work with? Like what label? Oh, wait, is their portfolio a little bit too interesting? So you think that they might be bored? They might be bored doing the job that is a job that they've applied to? <laughs> These are actual excuses that I've had when I've requested feedback as to why I didn't get a certain position. I haven't had one HR person say that to me. I've had about four as if I need to shuck and jive when I'm at the workplace constantly or like, oh, can we make TikToks? Can I just be dancing all the time as opposed to doing the work? Afraid that I might be bored from the job that I've applied to. Not that I was unqualified for the role. It's this subversive, racist projection of me needing to be entertained constantly in order to complete a job. Otherwise, they might not have my focus. And no, that's not how blackness works. You know, like what, what, what goes through your mind? Because I have been through this so many times. I've been through, I've shared my experience of being at the final stages and just when a woman especially a black woman is in front or is almost there the amount of times people have just screwed it up so that she ends up not being there is astounding maybe this will become a series of who's dropped the ball in your career or who's interfered with your progress like shame on you shame on you shady hr people who are wasting everyone's time it's enough. We are here. 
We are here. We are ready to work. We are present. Our attendance, our hands are up. We are here. Don't pretend like we're not. And don't pretend like we're not prepared. Because we are. We're ready. We're ready to make you money. We're ready to make money for everyone. We're ready to share our ideas. We are ready. We're ready to pull it all together for you. We are ready. So it's your turn. So stop screwing up. You are in the way. If you keep making mistakes, and I'm hoping that directors will go to their HR departments and start saying, what is going on? We have these candidates. Why are they not getting through our filtration system? Why are they not making it to interview number three, four, or five? Who is in the way? Are you in the way? Ask yourself that question. That's all I'm going to say on this issue. Anyways, this has been Lainey Love for Lainey Loves to Talk. I'm going to maybe change it to Lainey Loves to Talk shit. But this has been something that was on my mind. I hope you have a wonderful week. Next week should be a little bit more centered, a little bit more positive because I, I'm putting this out there. I don't know what to do. Anyway, be safe and see you next week. If you like what you've heard today on Laney Loves to Talk, check out lovelanielove.com for more content.